0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily.
2: Happy Sunday, you lovely lot, and welcome to the final Talksport Daily Podcast of the weekend. I'm Faker Others and what a day of FA Cup third round action it was as the big boys entered the competition. Of course, we saw some big cup upsets with Newcastle crashing out at the hands of Cambridge United. And here's how the FA Cup third round sounded across the Talksport Network.
1: The Cup weekend is about to start and unfold on top four. Still dribbling the ball, Alisse gets into the area, sends across towards Mateta! It's 2-1, Crystal Palace. A day we expect full of drama in the third round of the FA Cup as we
0: go around the grounds on FA Cup Game Day Live. And it is a goal. The referee, Michael Salisbury, he points to the centre circle. That goal stands. It's Newcastle nil, Cambridge one. An opportunity for running to take the lead, and they have done. The ball has run through into the Killerminster penalty area and George Pushkus has latched onto it.
1: Killerminster Harriers nil, running one. Another goal at Meadow Park with Ray Parler and James Savundra, And the National League side have a second. It's Borenwood two, FC Wimbledon nil. It's all over here now. It's Leicester four, Watford one, Markle Brighton. Hat-trick for Mbumo. Safe passage through to round four. It's Port Vale one, Brentford four.
3: You have to love the FA Cup. You have to love...
0: The third round, at Agbra, Matt Murray, Nigel Pearson.
1: Goal action, and it's Kidderminster Harriers 2, Reading 1. Morris turns and shoots and scores, and Carlton Morris puts Balzi back in front. In this dramatic, dramatic game, it's Balzi 5, Barrow 4. And Gavin Ward has
0: blown the whistle, and National League North Kidderminster Harriers
1: have put out... Championship Reading in the FA Cup third round. 78 places between these two teams in the football pyramid.
0: Agra is invaded by supporters. And we cannot believe what we've witnessed this afternoon. Reading were a goal up. Kidderminster bounce back. They've won the game by two goals to one. I'm a bit lost still. I don't think it's sunk in. Um, it probably won't sink in tonight when I've really calmed down. I'm so proud so proud of the chairman, the club, the fans, how we've conducted ourselves in the last week. We want to be a league club in the future, we've got to act like one and I think we certainly act like one this week. Chelsea make very comfortable progress into the fourth round of the FA Cup, but Chesterfield
1: came here and their fans at least had a goal to cheer, but it's finished here. Chelsea 5, Chesterfield 1. Swansea 2, Southampton 3. There's 12 minutes gone in the first period of extra time and Shane Long has fired in at the back post. Townsend has it, about 35 yards out. Is he going to work a shot? He is, he's going to hit it! And it curls! What a strike! Baxter, deceived by the swerve! And Andros Townsend might just have won this tie for Everton. It's Hull 2, Everton 3.
2: So it was a debut to forget, wasn't it, for Kieran Trippier as Newcastle were dumped out of the FA Cup by Cambridge United. The Magpies put out a strong starting lineup that included the likes of Joe Linton, Fabian Shah, Matt Ritchie, Jonjo Shelby and Alan Sant-Maximan, but the Premier League team did not have enough to beat the League One side. Eek. Uh, you'll now hear from Newcastle boss Eddie Howe and Cambridge head coach Mark Bonner after the U's huge 1-0 victory on Tyneside.
0: This is my big thing, and I spoke to the players about it after the game. We can't let it derail uh, next week. We have to, I think the players are in a really good frame of mind after the Manchester United performance at home. And I think we trained well, we prepared well for this game. We picked a team to win the game. And I don't think there's any lack of effort from the players. I think the, the players were very, very committed to today and tried to execute everything to the best of their abilities. They've got no issue with the the attitude or any dropping off in terms of willingness to win. But it just didn't happen. And now the big thing is that we can't damage what's ahead of us because, as you say, the games get bigger and bigger and we know the challenge we have ahead of us. What an occasion for the, for the supporters and for the players. And to soak that up, I think they deserve that because it's a memory that you can keep and share with each other. And, you know, we got promoted last year in a season where we didn't play in front of anyone. So we didn't get to celebrate too often with the supporters. So to be able to do it today from both sides is a, is a great thing and a huge
1: achievement for us today.
2: It was an easing, wasn't it, for Chelsea into the next round of the FA Cup after a comfortable win over Chesterfield at Stamford Bridge. Blues boss Thomas Tuchel spoke after the match and here's what he made of his side's performance on a rainy night in West London.
4: We wanted to decide the match in the first half and, and early and this is what we did. We had a strong team on the, on the pitch who, who put uh, things in the right direction. Very serious uh, performance over most of the time and have hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, no, no further injuries and uh, manage the minutes for, for, for our players so we, we got everything what we wanted. And More young
0: players have got minutes uh, mm-hmm. on the field, how important is that to you?
4: It's very important and, and also necessary that in some moment uh, they have these experiences otherwise we will never know what they are capable of so um, yeah, it's a, <clears throat> academy plays a huge role in, in our club, Chelsea, and, and we will always have an open door but, but the guys need to go through uh, themselves, they need to show up and they need to show the persistence and to continue.
2: Dean Saunders accompanied Natalie Sawyer on the weekend sports breakfast and ahead of a huge Saturday of FA Cup action, he discussed some of the highest and lowest points he had in the Cup during his playing career.
0: That goal, I remember cutting inside and slipping it and uh, Michael Thomas scored a great goal and then Rushy scored mm-hmm. to make it 2-0 and we cruised through it. Um, that was the most nervous I've ever been in my career. The most nervous before that was the semi-final penalty shootout against Portsmouth at Villa Park. We scored our first three pens. I think mm-hmm. Barnes, Mulby, I think scored... I can't remember. Rushy scored, I think. And they missed there. So if I scored, we were th- we were sort of more or less through. My and pressure. I was—I remember walking up, my legs were shaking at Villa Park. Walking up, I put the ball under my arm and my legs were shaking and I was thinking, I'm going to slot this ball to your left. Please dive the other way. <laughs> and he did. But the FA Cup, I couldn't believe it. I walked down the steps at Wembley and I looked at my medal. I remember thinking I got released from Swansea on a free transfer <laughs> five minutes ago. and I used to watch it on the TV and Mm. if I break my leg tomorrow or I don't play football ever again, at least I've got something.
3: I want to go back to something you mentioned at the top of the show where we we love Cup Shocks and you said you were involved in one when you were playing for Swansea and you were playing Bognor Regis. What happened?
0: My worst moment in the FA Cup, I was playing for Swansea at Bognor Regis and they had, you know them little (laughs) Pac-Men? Like the scoreboard had them little Pac-Men on it. It was like a (laughs) put-up. They put a scoreboard up, which was just oh. about, had a normal plug in it, I oh. think, with the score. You know, and it had, to, every time the ball went in the net, I can remember them little Pac-Man, like, celebrating, like, oh. going across the yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, I like that. And
0: then the whistle went, we lost. Like, what was the score? I think we lost 1-0 or 2-0. We, we, right. We're out. We couldn't believe we'd lost to Bognor Regis. And there was porter cabins for dressing rooms. And somebody locked the dressing room doors, and no-one knew who had the key. So imagine you walk off, we're getting hammered by the Swansea fans and the Bognor Regis fans, and we just stood there. (laughs) Colin Appleton was the manager, I think. We were just stood there for about 15 minutes, couldn't get in the dressing room.
2: Don't forget, there's going to be three more FA Cup third round commentaries across the TalkSport network today, but now over to Natalie Sawyer, who didn't hold back on the weekend sports breakfast, as she went in two-footed on the TV scheduling of this round of FA Cup matches. (laughs)
3: There is a part of me, when I talked about it before very quickly, where we were talking on a previous show and I was talking about the, the TV scheduling and that has annoyed me this time around because I don't think enough lower league clubs have been given that opportunity to be on the TV. Um, even like the Port vale Brentford game, you've got a more chance of a shock at Port vale Brentford than you have against West Ham and Leeds. These yeah. are two sides that face each other now three times you know in in the season so why that has been chosen and what, apart from the history of the two clubs and why Manchester United against Villa has been chosen to be on the telly when the weekend after they're on the telly in the Premier League things like that I find on a Monday badly. what do
0: you think of that games on a Monday
3: Well, no, they always do that they extend it over a long weekend the FA Cup now yeah, unfortunately yeah. but yeah it's all that slightly annoyed me because I think you know we should be seeing more lower league clubs on the TV giving them the chance to shine
2: Yes, go on that. This week we saw Newcastle's spending spree begin with former Spurs defender Kieran Trippier joining the club. Football fans all around the world will be wondering what other big names are going to be arriving at St James's Park this January with exciting times coming to the North East. Former Wales striker Dean Saunders had a thing or two to say on Newcastle's transfer dealings and he reckons, surprise, surprise, the Magpies should try to sign two Welsh legends.
0: If I was Newcastle, I'd go and sign Gareth Bale and Aaron Ramsey. I'm not just saying it because they're Welsh, but they would definitely improve that team. And they're available.
3: Why do you think they would be the right fit for Newcastle? Do you think they would realistically want to go to Newcastle in the situation that they currently are in?
0: Well, money talks. Aaron Ramsey's probably...
3: Well, Kieran Trippier said it's nothing to do with money. Uh, No, I don't believe that. Okay.
0: Um, Aaron Ramsey left Arsenal on a free, which meant he got the £50 he was worth... Mm -hmm. So he's probably on three or four hundred grand a week. There's only about four clubs in the world that can pay his wages. Newcastle are one of them. They can pay the wages. They've got the money to pay the wages. The problem they've got right now is getting players who are available who are better than what they've got. I think Bale would improve them, even though they've got good forward players. Isn't that an improvement? And Ramsey's an improvement.
3: But you talked about Bale before and how when he came on loan to Tottenham, it took him a while to get going. They can't Mm -hmm. afford that. They they have to have players who are going to hit the ground running.
0: He's he scored. He ended up getting 15 goals on in, in the Premier League last year. Mm-hmm. He is he is miles better than what they've got. Even though they're decent, the players they've got, but two of them have just got injured. Wilson and Maxim, the two the two most dangerous players. I think Ramsey's available. I think Gareth Bale can be tempted. He's only 31. Mm-hmm. He can be tempted to play now, getting ready for the World Cup coming up. If we can get through these two qualifiers, so he needs to be playing football, and they can afford his wages.
2: Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, it's a huge weekend of FA Cup third round action here on the TalkSport network. At 2pm, Liverpool host Shrewsbury Town on TalkSport. Tottenham are going to be taking on Morecambe at exactly the same time over on TalkSport 2. And back on TalkSport at 10 past five, Arsenal will be travelling to the city ground to come up against Nottingham Forest. There will be another one of these TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. Until then, be safe everyone, be safe.
1: That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.